Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. He is risen. All right, we're going to practice that. We've got to get better at that. See, y'all had plenty of time to get some coffee. You're sitting out in the sun. It's already wearing you out. I had to put a fan on. My goodness gracious, I had a, I had a scarf on this morning. Let's try it one more time. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. It's magnificent to see you all out here this morning. It's kind of fun. I had to step in the shade for just a second because a super pale white guy turns into a lobster in like three minutes out here. So y'all are very brave. I won't be upset with you if I see you doing this thing right here. Jackets on your head. Stay in the shade if you got to completely understand. But it's great to see you. We just finished up Lent. Somebody say hallelujah. Now my question is this. Does anybody know now what season we are in. Anybody know what season we are in? It's the season of? Say it louder. You read my sermon. It's the season of pollen. Anybody else going around their house and everything is yellow? Raise your hand and say everything is yellow. Everything is yellow. I remember pollen season last year. Pollen season happened right at the same time that we had COVID really kicking in. And I'm like one of those folks that sneezes a lot. Where are my sneezy people? We get the sneezy and the, the pollen, and all of a sudden COVID's going on, and you walk around the store, you're like, achoo. You're like, it's not COVID. It's not, co- it's pollen. It's not COVID. I promise. COVID really started rolling. Started rolling last year this time, and it feels like, maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like we've been behind that Good Friday stone. It feels like we've been behind that Good Friday stone for really, for the last year. Now, I do, if, you, if you're new, first of all, I'm Pastor Matt Simpkins. I forgot to introduce myself for those of you that don't know. I do full contact sermons. And what that means is that you have to respond, and it makes the sermon shorter. Everybody good? All right. So, but I can't see your mouth, so I don't know if you're responding. So if you're going to say amen, just put your hand up like that and give a little wave. I know you're throwing an amen. I know you're throwing an agreement or something like that. You're all in, and we know that you're here. A stone is in the way. That COVID stone was in the way of seeing loved ones. The COVID stone was in the way of us having community as church. Amen? Remember we used to have church every Sunday morning, and then all of a sudden we couldn't. The the stone was in the way of feeling normal. The stone was in the way of hugs. Anybody else miss hugs? Come on. You know what else the COVID stone was in front of? Going out to see a movie in a movie theater. Y'all remember that? When we used to go see movies in the movie theater, Kaylin's throwing an amen all over the place. She remembers it. Stone after stone after stone. But now we're starting to see COVID lift a bit. We're starting to see the inbreaking of spring. Amen? Amen. We're starting to see the end of this COVID thing, at least I hope. And this week, we're seeing the inbreaking of God's kingdom in a way that we have not ever seen before in Scripture. The stone has started to move. For he is risen. He is risen. He is risen. I'm going to read from Mark chapter 16. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They'd been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. 
As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed, for you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there's the place they laid him. But go, tell the disciples and Peter that he is going to go ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, thanks be to God. The story is so much about these amazing women. Now, I'm just going to do an aside because I got to preach a second sermon this morning. Well, it was a first sermon. This is the second sermon. And it was a different sermon than I preached the, first, the second time. Because I really talked about women as the outsiders. You all know that women were ultimately the first pastors of the church. Amen? Mary Magdalene was really the first and probably the best of all the disciples. Amen? Amen. It's a whole lot about these women. But it's even more, in this particular passage in Mark, it's even more about the stone. Now, does everybody have a stone? If you don't have a stone, raise your hands and uh, one of our folks will bring it out to you. Cash has got some extra stones. If you don't have some stones, French will bring it out to you. Just leave your hand up. I want you to have a stone while I'm preaching this sermon. But we got to remember where they are. we got to remember what's going on with these women. Their leader has just been killed. Their best friend, right in front of them, and they were devastated. And they've got to be worn out. I mean, think about this last week, right? There was the triumphant entry into Jerusalem, right? And Jesus came in riding on a mighty steed with his armies behind him. Everybody say, yeah. Wait a second. Everybody say, no. No, he came in on a foal of a donkey in a humble way. It was an incredible mirror of the way that Caesar at the time would enter after conquering city after city. And Jesus came in in a servant way in a servant heart. And it was a wild week because the same folks that were waving those, those palm branches and saying Hosanna were now the ones that were nailing him to the cross. They were worn out. He was everything. And we know that Jesus treated them different than everybody else because Jesus knew the power that women would have. Mary Magdalene was the first one, we read in John, the first one to share the gospel for the rest of creation. It was entrusted to her. The disciples just ran home. They didn't know what to do. They didn't understand, the scripture said, but Mary Magdalene met Jesus, and she took the gospel out for the rest of the world to hear. See, Jesus knew she was an outsider because Jesus was also an outsider, and he knew that this was for the forgotten, those who needed to know. See, this is, it's really helpful, too, if we know a little bit about the history. So, so when, a body was, when a body died, they would take the body and they would go anoint it and they would go do all the things that they would normally do, except, do you guys remember why they didn't do that for Jesus right after? Because it was the? It was the Sabbath. Absolutely. It was the Sabbath. So it, it, it makes sense that they would do this on this particular day. But what doesn't make sense to me is that they kind of just go back to the norm. They go back to what they normally do, what they normally know. This incredible thing has just happened, even as though it was devastating. They just kind of went back to what they do. Well, Salome, what should we do? Well, I guess we should go get the spices. All right, you guys go get the spices. Mary, um, you get some other stuff, and we'll meet you over at the uh, market, and then we'll, we'll head to the tomb. I mean, imagine the conversation. That's the kind of conversation that was happening. It was the norm. It makes sense, I guess, but it's also problematic because they knew the story. They'd been walking with Jesus for all this time. They knew 
where Jesus said Jesus was going to be because Jesus said it. I could see it if they didn't know Jesus, right? I could see him doing this kind of things if they didn't have any idea who he was or never heard a word that he said, but they knew Jesus. So how in the world could you go back with spices to the tomb? And the reason is because that's just what we do. All of us. When devastation hits, we stare at the stone. Everybody hold up your stone. When devastation hits, we stare at the stone. We head back to the tomb. Well, he's dead, I guess. I mean, party's over. Go back to normal. I mean, we just get back to what we normally do. I guess, I mean, the stone is there. So, it's, I mean, it's over. What we thought was going to happen didn't happen. He didn't, he didn't overthrow the Romans. He didn't do any of that stuff. It's just over. It's all done. It's back to normal. Party's over. And I wondered why, church. Why would they just go back to normal? Why would the disciples just go and take a look in the tomb and then take off back to home? Do you know why it is? It's because at the tomb, there's certainty. They can see that the stone is there. They know that death is going to happen. It's finite. It's something we can all point to. I mean, remember way, way back to the story of Abraham and Sarah, and God said, I'm going to create a great inheritance for you, and, 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 and the Lord's going to visit you. And what happens? You're going to be pregnant next year. And what does she do? She, she just starts laughing. It's like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way I'm super old. This isn't going to happen. They start laughing at this beautiful moment. There's no way you're going to create an inheritance from us. There's no way that your promise holds true. It's too late for me. The fact and the certainty is I'm old. I'm probably barren at this point. It's over. Party's over. It's done. All throughout Scripture, we see the people of God looking to certainty rather than providence. Mary, Mary, and Salome do the same thing. It's over. There's no way. It was a part of what they do. I can see them probably arguing about whether we should go or which type of spices we should get. That's just what we do, Mary. We go. We just put these things. This is what we do. So why'd they go back? It says in verse 7 that they knew the story, just as he told you it said in verse 7. And I'll tell you why. It's because grief is strong. They didn't really believe him. They couldn't see past the certainty of his death. It's good stuff. But here's my problem. We go back to verse 3. I don't know, Ashley, if you've got that one up, if we can look at verse 3. They had been saying to one another, as they're walking there, they'd been saying to one another, who will roll the stone away from us at the entrance of the tomb? All right, so let me get this... <laughs> Let me get this right. So you guys got together after this thing. You know Jesus is gone, and this tomb is there. It's all closed up, and you're like, let's go get the spices and anoint Jesus. And you're halfway there. This is like me when I'm, like, going to work at my office, and I get halfway there, and I'm like, I don't have my guitar or my laptop. I'm like, oh, gosh, I didn't even think, I didn't even think about that. They're, they're going to anoint the body of Jesus just like they normally would, but they don't have any plan. <laughs> of who's going to roll away the stone. Why'd they go back with no plan? Even if Jesus was still there, there was no one to roll away the stone. Everybody said, come on! And then there it is. That's us. Look at somebody next to you and say, that's us. He's just going to be dead. Still. And we're just going to be standing there, staring at the stone. My sermon just got shorter. You're all welcome. 
Everybody still good? He's just going to be dead. He's just going to be dead still. We know what's going to be the case. He's just going to be dead. And we're all going to stand there, and we're going to stare at the stone. And Jesus isn't really going to change my life. Jesus isn't really going to do anything for me because I'm too broken. I'm, I'm too far gone. It's way too messed up for Jesus to really make a difference. And I'm going to go head back to the tomb, back to whatever it is for you, back to the stone, because my issues are more comfortable to me than Abraham inheritance. My issues are more important to me than Jesus coming forth from the grave. They're more certain. I can point to those. I can see them in the mirror every single morning. I see them at work and in my life and in my relationships. The stone is certain. The resurrection promise is not. Somebody knows I'm preaching to them today because this is the beautiful part of the resurrection. See, their biggest issue is not figuring out who's going to roll away the stone. It's forgetting that the stone was already rolled away. And when they arrived, they did exactly what we thought. Hold up your rock again. They stared at the stone. They stared at the stone. Because it was no longer in the doorway. Come on. It was no longer in the doorway. The tomb was empty. The stone no longer stood for completion or the end or finality. Now the stone meant possibility and hope and resurrection and promise fulfilled. So often we too look at the stone that's sealing us in, that's keeping us in death, away from hope, away from resurrection, away from possibility. We stare at that stone sealing us in, but the Easter morning revelation is that the stone no longer has any power. Your stone has no barrier no change, no power over you because Jesus rolled away the stone. It's possible that the stone could be just as much a revelation of Jesus in our lives as the cross. The cross tried to kill hope, but the stone tried to keep him dead forever and both failed miserably forever and ever. Somebody shout amen. Come on. But pastor, you don't understand. You don't understand my stone. It's heavy. It's old. It's way too hard to move. There's no way that my stone gets rolled away. You don't understand it. Pastor. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Some of those stones are massive, difficult, painful stones in the way. So lift up your rock and just look at it. Just take a look at that stone for a minute. Don't look at me. I'm not that pretty. Just stare at that stone. And hear this. That stone will be rolled away for you too. The stones in our lives don't get to win, brothers and sisters. The stone gets rolled away. You know what your stone is? Or maybe it's stones. Maybe there's more than just one in your life. Maybe it's stones. But whatever that stone is, it's only temporary. Because Jesus comes forth and that stone was rolled away. So will yours be. Tell somebody. Look at him right next to you and say, your stone too. Tell him loud so I can hear you. Tell him loud so all creation shouts, your stone too. Because Jesus came forth. We get to remember the Easter promise 
promise. We get to remember, just like these women, verse 7, he's already gone on ahead of you. That stone is not going to hold you back. It won't be there forever because Jesus doesn't hide behind stones. Jesus rolls them out of the way and sends us forth in resurrection, in possibility, in hope. Brothers and sisters, that's the best news of all. So when you want to go back, back to what's easy, back to what's familiar, life behind the stone, remember, you're not alone. All of us want to do the same thing. That's what we all like to live, back in certainty, even if it's painful, even if it's difficult, even if it's full of death, brothers and sisters. But hope won't let you stay behind the stone. Your stone gets rolled away. Romans 6, 5 says, for if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Preach, scripture, preach. We too will rise. But not because we what we've done. Not because of prayer we've prayed. Not because of everything magical in our lives that we think we're great at. Not because of how much we talk or how successful we've been or how much money we have or don't have or what kind of successful job we get or if we can't even seem to move forward. Nope. It's because Jesus' stone was rolled away. Hmm. And ours will be too. So brothers and sisters, one more time with that rock. Stare at that stone. Look at all the grooves in it. Think of how it was forged in molten lava and it came to this very moment so that you could hold it up this Easter morning in 2021 and look at it and stare at it and remember the glory of that day and remember the glory of today for we are an Easter people born to see the stone rolled away. So stare at the stone, brothers and sisters. Stare at that stone all day long. As much as the cross reveals the resurrection, so also does the stone because it no longer has power over us for he has risen. Come on, he has risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Good gracious God, we give you thanks. For your reckless, amazing, terrific love rolls away the stones of our lives. It's the Easter promise at its finest. It's resurrection hope. But for so many of us, we feel so captured away. We run back to the tomb and behind the stone. But your glory is revealed in that stone. So we give you thanks. We pray all this in the name of our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and all of God's children say, Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.